0: This is Center Stage, putting lawyers in the spotlight by highlighting attorneys and other industry experts to help take your law firm to the next level. Hey, everyone, and welcome to Center Stage. I'm your host, John Henson, and this week I wanted to, uh, you know, have a conversation about one of. One of the most integral parts of your team, and that is your front desk, your front office staff, whether it's a receptionist or whatever you want to call them, um, they they can do so much more than just answer the phone, which is also very important, by the way, it's something that you should definitely be delegating, we've talked about uh, that before in some other episodes. But I really wanted to take a deeper dive into that discussion. And to help me do that, I am joined by Emily LaRouche from Back Office Bettys. Thank you so much for taking some time with us today. My pleasure. So yeah, so before we jump in, uh, you know, take a couple seconds, introduce yourself. Why are you the person to talk to about maximizing your receptionists?
1: I am Emily LaRouche, founder and CEO of Back Office Bettys. Before this company, I would say there's one thing that I've always been just really picky about, and it's customer service, providing that great front desk experience. Um, so even before starting the company, it's just something that's always been something I'm obsessed about. So who better to talk to?
0: Right. Awesome. So let's start kind of at the beginning. You, you know, you're a solo small firm attorney. You're tired of answering the phones yourself, which you should obviously, like I said before, you shouldn't be doing in the first place. You're going out, you're looking to hire a receptionist, whether uh, it's going to be in your office or maybe you have uh, an outsourced company doing it. What are some of the characteristics and and traits that someone should be looking for when they're hiring a receptionist?
1: So the biggest thing for me is right away, it's got to be the tone. The tone has to be great. Um, I've called law firms where they're just like law firm. It's you know it's so unattractive. Yeah. It's, it doesn't make me want to do business with them. Um, and even the ones who do a normal greeting or whatever, if the tone isn't there, if it's a monotone, they don't sound excited to talk to me. Uh, I'm not really excited to talk to them either. So that's number one. Um, the next thing is a little bit trickier. Um, you want them to be patient but efficient. You don't want that, you know, that gal who's super Gabby and she's just going to be talking nonstop forever. You need them to also be efficient, um, making sure that we're moving the call along, getting all of the things we need, but also building rapport. And honestly, it takes It takes a special person to do that. It's, it's a lot of work. So when you're interviewing uh, ladies and gentlemen for this position, I would suggest putting them through a kind of a practice call and make it a little stressful um, because you want to see how they're going to respond under stress.
0: Yeah. I mean, and I think I've mentioned this before on this show, but just like that is one of my biggest pet peeves is when I call a law office and they just answer with law office as if there's, as if there's not other law offices. I just want to make sure that I'm calling the right place. Like, put your name in it or something like, uh, it's crazy. Yeah. So
1: that one annoys me. I have a couple more. Okay. My last two things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you need to make sure that We only hire people generally, we're hiring people who are already knowledgeable about the law. Unless you have a lot of time to invest in training your person, um, you want them to have at least some knowledge of legal lingo at the very minimum. Um, You don't want them, if somebody says, we've had someone call in and say, I need a ladybird deed. Well, we should be able to figure out even if we haven't heard of a ladybird deed, we know what a deed is, it's a real estate matter. And we could say, we absolutely handle real estate. Let's see if that's something the attorney can help you with. You have to be able to wing it. And if you don't know any legal lingo, that's going to be a challenge. And it's going to be frustrating to you as the attorney to have to train them from scratch.
0: Yeah. And especially, you know, if you're, if you're hiring in-house and we've talked about this, another thing we've talked about before is just the, the importance of having that policies and procedures manual and having just like a glossary of terms and stuff to be familiar with, you know, it's, it's, it can it, that's probably I think one of the things that makes training really frustrating for a lot of attorneys and they don't even realize why they're shooting themselves in their own foot is they don't have these manuals in place to make it so easy like hey this is how it is it's documented and and you can even build out receptionist policies and procedures you know this is how you answer the phones every time draw up you know some uh, some maps you know so you know you know we've seen all those little you know flow charts or whatever so okay if they answered this way all right these are the questions I ask and all that kind of stuff. A hundred
1: percent that's something that we set up for each of the accounts we're answering for is setting up if this then that and then as far as the legal lingo I mean, once you've got it set up, it's great. I actually think it's really fun when you get a new one. We have a searchable, so control find. If something comes up like Ladybird, you just mm-hmm. pop add it to the list as you're going along. And it's just something that can always be evolving.
0: Yeah. All right. Awesome. That's- What's that third and final uh, point there?
1: my last one is uh, especially for in-house. If you're hiring someone in-house, they need to be reliable. Uh when you're a small firm, you've got one person there and they're not there, it really is going to derail your whole day. So you want to make sure that there's someone who shows up, they're on time, they're efficient, um super organized and just someone who you can count on. Um so you're not left hanging.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and and you know, I that's kind of um A push into, you know, a company like back office Betty's where you can have someone that's going to be dedicated and, you know, versus someone potentially in-house where maybe they get sick one day and they're your only option. So now you're back to answering phones and it's taking you away from some of that stuff. So yeah, just all sorts of things to consider there, you know, depending on whether you're hiring in-house or or, or going to outsource it a little bit, um, regardless of where that person is, you know, so, um, it's kind of a reset here, you know, spotlight branding, we do a lot of marketing stuff. That's our focus. That's our services. And so when we're looking at all of these sorts of business development things, and especially the receptionist, we always try to look at it through some sort of marketing lens if we can. And I think one of the things that often gets forgotten about with a receptionist is that they can become a really integral part of your marketing strategy. And so talk for a couple of seconds about how that can be done, whether it's someone that's in-house or even through, you know, an answering service.
1: Awesome. You are speaking my language (laughs) Um, as a business owner. I look at our law firms and I'm like, come on, guys, we need to do this. Let's get you more business. So I love talking marketing for law firms and how your receptionist can help. Um, number one, they should be the first qualifier of leads. Um, a great example is maybe a social security attorney who doesn't do VA benefits. You should the attorney should never waste their time having those conversations. We know right away we can't handle that. Have a great referral partner, um, keep track of leads, but they should be kind of that first qualifier.
0: Yeah.
1: And then secondly, uh, this is one that uh, law firms are not doing enough of, and creating and selling the value of your firm and i have a favorite technique that i actually learned from a guy who does water inspections he owns the business and he says you know it's required when we go out and do these inspections there's a 21 point checklist it is required by the state that we do this checklist it is not something special but you know what we did we branded it a proprietary process and we call it like our 21 point fail proof water inspection security test whatever it is it was really fancy sounding Um, And so I love the idea of create a name for your process, and you can use that to build and sell value to your customers. For example, hey, John, if you come in, um, we're going to talk to you, you're going to walk away with our foolproof plan on setting up an estate planning that's going to meet the needs of your family. And you're going to walk out with that document, Um, something like that. So just you're already doing it. Just give it a fancy name and really sell the value to people of what they're getting when they come in.
0: Yeah. And and we talked about this on on another previous episode. You keep reminding me of things we've talked about, but um, like, you know, I I made the statement, like um, I can't remember where I heard it, but basically it was the best cases go to the best marketers, not necessarily the best lawyers. And, you know, to that point, like you really could be the best lawyer out there, but if your marketing strategy doesn't reflect that in any way, it's going to go to your competitor who's doing a lot more marketing, who's branding and, and doing the things that are standard industry practices, but they figured out a way to make it look and sound more appealing. And so to your point, you know, your receptionist plays a big role in that, in, in, making, you know, in building up the firm, building up that expertise that we talk so much about as being a really key part of your marketing strategy.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think when the phone rings, it's a potential new client. What they're really asking, are you for me? Everything yeah. they're asking is, are you for me? And so, the more we can answer and show them why we're for them and why we handle what their their needs are, they're going to be more comfortable.
0: Yeah, hundred percent.
1: All right. So, so
0: Yeah, keep going. You
1: want a couple. You want a couple more? I've got
0: absolutely uh, two I want as more. Much as okay. you got
1: <laughs> uh, the third thing, I've got is. Funnels. Um, This is another thing that law firms are not doing enough of for the people who are maybe price shopping or they're just kind of dipping their toe in the water. They're not quite sure. Maybe they're not even sure they want to get a divorce yet or whatever it may be. Yeah, we should be capturing their information, getting a safe and secure place where we can follow up with an email, for example, um, and estate planning. We should be filling out a simple Web form that generates a lead magnet and puts them into a funnel. For example, John, I understand you're not ready to proceed right now. Can I send you ten things you need to know before you create an estate plan? Let me get your email. I'll shoot that right off to you.
0: Yeah. Get them
1: in the funnel, guys.
0: Yeah, exactly. And, and you know, and that that makes you know our job a lot easier and it makes our work a lot more effective because we're creating those lead magnets, we're creating that content. And if you've got a good receptionist who is you know, continuing to warm people up in that funnel along the way, continuing to move them down using other pieces of content that you're creating. It makes everything work that much better.
1: Yep, absolutely. My last little thing is with it, this is an in-house bonus of having an in-house person. Um, I I love shock and awe packages, you know, sending that follow-up, uh, something they can actually hold in their hand. Um, so you can have them sending out uh, shock and all packages or even little welcome notes, things like that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, Any other uh, sort of any other ways that you can get the most out of a receptionist, either in-house or virtual, even, even if it's beyond marketing, any other sort of tips you have?
1: Yeah, the number one bar complaint is actually that I don't hear from my attorney. I'm not getting return calls. And the fact may be that we have a really long time. For example, social security cases can drag on forever. And the only update may be we're waiting on the court to give us a date, Mm -hmm. but let's just call the client and be proactive. You can have your receptionist do this because they won't gab their ear off asking for more legal advice and just say, Hey, this is the stage that we're in for your case. Mm -hmm. Um, Just be proactive. That's super easy. Another one, I told you we want kind of friendly, patient, mm-hmm. uh, great toned people. So you, you're not going to have hardcore collectors, but generally your receptionist can handle some light AR stuff. Like, hey, we haven't received your payment. Can we update your card on file? You know, whatever the case may be. Yeah. Um, and then next to get the most out of your receptionist. You have to provide regular feedback and training. So if you've got in-house, you've got to be doing QA on their calls. You've got to at least listen to a few a month, provide feedback, provide training. Um, That's something that we do in-house. We kind of take on that role of manager. Like you mentioned the stress of someone not showing up to work. Well, that's my stress. So the attorneys don't have to worry about it. I figure out who's going to step in on the team. Um, and also QA, but even working with a service or in-house, you want to give feedback if there's something we try and do our own QA, but I don't always know what the attorneys love. So give feedback to whoever's managing that person, uh, whether, you know, so that we can really get them tailored. Um, and the other things they can do, um, contact us forms. Every time someone fills one out, every time someone pings in with the chat, they should be monitoring that. And trying to build the value.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And so, yeah, you know, a couple of things that you mentioned um, going back to the, the first part there where, you know, they're, they're doing a whole lot more than just answering the phones and, and, and all of that beyond that. they're also They're also a lot of times like the first impression that a law firm can make on someone, you know, maybe, you know, if it's not the website, if someone's just, you know, kind of going through and just trying to make some calls, they got to be the best first impression. Um, the other thing you said, um, just to kind of talk about, um, you know, making sure that you're given that feedback and making sure that, you know, they're constantly, you know, doing, it goes back to the policies and procedures, you know, are they following the rules that you set? Um, you know, have they sort of experienced something along the way that maybe they can improve on that you didn't maybe even think about. And then that other thing, you know, is, is, they're not just the receptionist on the phone. They can be that intake person for stuff that comes in online. You know, whether it's whether you have that chat functionality on your website or it's just a contact form, but putting all of that into your CRM and, and making sure that all of that data continues to be organized. So yeah, you know, they're they're considered receptionists. They're considered the phone person, but they can do so much more than than talk to people on the phone.
1: Absolutely and maximize everything you you can.
0: Absolutely. So um, before we kind of wrap up here, um, talk for a second about your company, Back Office Betty's. And, you know, tell us, I guess, some of the pros and cons between, you know, why someone should consider outsourcing that receptionist role or when they should maybe bring it in-house.
1: Um. I would say it's it goes along with kind of volume and firm size. So we have some firms that have over, you know, 10 attorneys, they're very busy and they use us for overflow because again, they have the dedicated person um, sitting up at that front desk and handling things, but that person does go on vacations. They have time off, they take lunch every day. And so it might be good to have as a backup. And, you know, and so in that case, I would say, yes, you absolutely do need in-house, but- we're really built for the solo and very small firms who aren't going to spend you know, three, $4,000 a month on someone to just sit at the front desk. And a lot of these firms are virtual. It just doesn't make sense um, when you can get everything for a fraction of that cost. So uh, just kind of doing a needs analysis, personal injury, criminal law, they may need like a 24-7 and you really want to capture every lead that you get. So you may need a 24-7 service um, even if you have a full-time person, you want to make sure that things are still happening even late at night.
0: Yeah. So yeah. So then, yeah. Tell us a little bit about back office Bettys. You know, how can people get in touch with you to learn more, see if they're a good fit for their firm?
1: Absolutely. So, um, you can reach us at backofficebettys.com. My email is Emily at I think the things that kind of make us a little bit unique are we are dedicated strictly for law firms, ideally the small and solo law firms. And we provide a small team of dedicated receptionists. And I think this is key because a lot of services might have 15 to 20 people answering across all industries, hundreds of clients, and we keep things pretty small. So oftentimes when someone calls back, you're gonna get that same caller again. And it's like, oh yeah, Susan, I just talked to you five minutes ago. Of course, let me check and see if they're available. Um, So it creates more of an intimate experience having a small team um, being trained in the legal industry. And we love our solo so much that we actually, uh, created a brand new plan. That's never really been offered before by other companies. It's unlimited flat rate. Um, so kind of everything we do is I'm always looking at, you know, you say, are you for me? I kind of look at that for the same for our small and solo firms. It's like, is what we're doing for them.
0: Yeah. Awesome. Well Emily, this has been a lot of great information. you know I, it's helping me think about you know we have a receptionist role here at Spotlight Branding. So you know just thinking about all of the different ways that they could help out and do some additional things with our marketing and everything. And so just a lot of good information there. And, and I hope all of you out there got something out of it. Maybe you're thinking about uh, revising your receptionist role. Maybe you should probably get that policies and procedures manual in place if you don't have one. Um, and just think about all the different ways that, you know, uh, uh, that front desk role can really help make your firm operate so much more efficiently and much higher quality, um, whether it's in-house or virtual. uh through, you know, a company like BackOffice Betty's and stuff like that. Um, so Emily, we're going to wrap it up here. We have one final question. And that is, if you had one piece of advice for our lawyers out there, what would it be?
1: Uh, my one piece of advice um, is definitely going to be um, document everything. And my quick and easy way to do it is I took a blank notepad the first time I did it. I put the heading of everything I was doing, just the title of it. And then I had my team actually go in and fill in the processes and upload it all into a training manual, made it pretty easy to, to kind of get it going.
0: Yeah. And, and I mean, that's, I mean, document and systems and all that's like one of our core values here. Um, it just, it makes things so much easier and it, it contributes to your growth a lot more than you might expect, you know, and, and it, it makes your job easier, you know, especially, you know, one of the things that I think about, um, you know, if you have someone, you hire a position, You have everything documented, what they're supposed to do. And then for whatever reason, that person leaves and you've got to jump right back in and do those tasks. You don't have to go through as much of a learning curve trying to remember how you did everything. It's all right there. It's all documented and everything's followed and it just makes things a lot easier. So totally agree with you there on on just documenting everything. So that's going to do it for us this week. Uh, Continue to rate, review us here on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Spotify, wherever you're consuming the show. Uh, We really do enjoy the feedback. Uh, If you have any topics out there that we haven't covered yet that you wanna hear more of, if you had a guest that you want us to bring back and talk about uh, other things with, we're happy to do that as well. Uh, But that's gonna do it for us this week. Uh, Emily, thank you once again for taking some time with us today. It's been fun. Awesome. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. To learn more, go to spotlightbranding.com slash center stage.